The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. In the great hall of the Justice League, there are assembled the world's four greatest heroes, created from the cosmic legends of the universe, Superman. Wonder Woman. Batman. Aquaman. Their mission, to fight injustice, to right that which is wrong, and to serve all mankind. What's up everybody and welcome to another Fan Critical Podcast. Today we're going to be covering the Justice League or just Justice League um, which is DC's latest entry into the superhero movie franchise. Sort of hanging on to the coattails of Marvel but how have they done this time? Just as a spoiler warning uh, we're going to be discussing obviously Justice League, probably previous DC films before this um in this sort of mini franchise that's going on we're also going to talk maybe about some of the comic material and potentially little bits here and there from its nearest competitor the marvel movies so if you don't want to hear any of that feel free to switch off but if you do keep listening so today i am joined by a man famously burly he's our very own dark knight john mccann i can't believe i've got the the dark knight yes also joined by someone who likes himself to Barry Allen, our very own Flash, Gareth Evans. Oh, thanks. I mean, that's that's damning faint praise, though, isn't it? Because you said that I've likened myself. You could have said who I would liken to, but instead you have to sit on the fence. But hello, everybody. Guys, I'm just going to say right now, what are your initial thoughts on the film? John. Right. Um, I enjoyed the film. I really did. Uh, but... I don't know. Now, now I'm going into fucking defensive mode because every review that you read or well, I say every review. So the good reviews are, yeah, it's a good film. And the bad reviews are, this is fucking awful. And and I don't like the uh, uh, kind of the drasticness of the of the bad reviews it's pissing me off, to be honest. So maybe because of that, I enjoy the film even more. Like maybe maybe I'm being blinded by rage, but well, I, I look at and I did this straight after the film as well. I was that annoyed? I started going through all of the Marvel films and some of the marks that they got on Rotten Tomatoes. The Incredible Hulk, The Incredible Hulk, 2008, so bad they just pretended it didn't even exist. 67% rated fresh. <laughs> Iron Man. Iron Man 2, 73% rated 
ridiculous. Yeah, I'm raging. It's raging. But so so we can take from that that you that you you actually thought this film was you know up there in terms of a superhero film. I mean, there's so many now. Obviously, there's so many comparisons we can draw. But but you were happy with what they had done with this film. Yeah, look, I enjoyed it. I think um, they uh, maybe they've made too much of an effort to uh, to come away from what has relatively been quite a, a dark uh, universe. Like DC seems to have taken that kind of route mm. um, of being a little bit more slightly depressing, and, and maybe that's uh, the Zack Snyder effect. Obviously, you go back to The Watchmen. Yeah. I mean, that is a depressing movie. Yeah. I mean, it's fantastic. Uh, but it's relatively depressing. Um, and I think maybe they, they have tried to be a little bit more Marvel this time around. Uh, I don't think that's hurt it. Um, but they can't win. Can't win, man. Yeah. Ridiculous. I, yeah. I think what I think the issue that DC have always had, uh, and I'm not going to sit here and defend films like Batman versus Superman, because I do think that is so flawed and there's a lot of problems with it. It's not as awful as people think it is. But I think the problem that DC have had is the fact that they were just they just weren't first off the mark you know marvel were first off the mark and they set a trend that people liked and then dc came along a couple of years later and because of that they're just always you know playing catch up and and just because of that also the market is so saturated now like there are so many superhero films there's probably like four every year at this point and i just think yeah. i think i think that we're just we're looking for something different with our superhero films these days you know um and i'm, I'm not you know, I don't want to say that you're you're wrong about the Marvel films. So I, 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 you know, some of the Marvel films aren't that great, but I do like the way that some of the Marvel films try and reinvent the superhero genre. But that's also because they've been going at it longer, so they they have to do that. If you get what I mean, Gaz, what did you think of this film? I mean, I know you're not like a comic book uh, buff, uh, you know, superhero expert. Um, you 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 see them when you see them. You you you're not like us. You don't run to the cinema to see these films. What what did you think about it? I don't know. I'm probably, maybe I'm going to make John happy because um, I I didn't like it, and um, but I didn't hate it. Mm. I would say it was like a I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it a blanket kind of five out of ten blueberries on the blueberry rating system. Ah uh, yes. Um, <laughs> but it, it it's like it's pretty bland. That was my problem with it. And a lot of the time, you would rather a film that was terrible than a film that's just meh. And this film was pretty meh. I just found the the threat was sort of stupid, nondescript, um, and undeveloped or underdeveloped. And the the heroes were. I mean, I don't know. It's just I I think I could have written that when I was seven. <laughs> Jesus, you should be in Hollywood, mate. I'm gonna fall in the middle of you two uh, here, so I'm gonna say that it was it was better than I expected. I think it should be certified fresh. I agree with John. I, I don't at the moment. I think I looked earlier this afternoon and it was tracking at like 41 percent or something on Rotten Tomatoes, and that's just that's a bit ludicrous. I mean, it's definitely better than that. I'd give it like 60. I'd give it like 61, 62 percent or something to be accurate. Um, but I just thought I thought it was much better than I, than I expected. Obviously, you guys know about the sort of um, 
issue with this film in post-production. Uh, so basically, Zack Schneider had a family tragedy um, and Joss Whedon, who did The Avengers, took over produ- a large section of the post-production of this film. And I think you could tell that the editing at times was a bit all over the place. And I don't think it's anyone's fault. I think it's just obviously one director taking it over from another director. You can tell there's a lot of material that was sort of in this film that they've cut out of it to make it like two hours. Like, I I think there might be like a director's cut of this coming out at some point Um, because there were just a couple of gaps, like Gaz said, that were sort of, like Gaz said, that were sort of underdeveloped. But I thought, I I personally thought the strength of the film um, is the the Justice League characters. So, you know, I'm a big fan of uh, Batfleck, big fan of him. I think um, it's a shame that he wants to leave the franchise, but I'm a big fan of his interpretation of Batman. Why? Like, why Why are you a big fan? What do you like about his Batman? So his Batman is the sort of, it's the sort of real Dark Knight Batman that was, uh, you know, he's been fighting crime for like 15, 16 years. He's tired. He's getting old. You know, he's injured so badly from all of these like conflicts, you know, emotionally and physically. He's a lot yeah. more of a dark, he is the Dark Knight. Compared to Christian Bale's interpretation, which is also fantastic, but um, I think me and John talked about this the other day. We didn't really buy the fact that Christian Bale in like the final uh, of, of the Dark Knight series, the Dark Knight uh, Rises, we didn't buy the fact that he, you know, was this. He's been through so much because we've only seen him in two films. This interpretation of Batman has 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 literally been patrolling Gotham for like fifteen, sixteen years. He's lost Robin. Um, he's you know the Joker and everything's taken loads from him. You know. And I just like that interpretation that we're getting of Batman this time round. Do you agree with that, don't you, John? Yeah, definitely, 100%. Um, we've not had like, a washed-up Batman on the screen. George Clooney doesn't count. No, definitely um, not. There you go, little uh, little dig at him. Um, <laughs> but no, like, uh, I, I like that interpretation. I like the fact that they're doing something different. I mean, even when fucking Michael Keaton was Batman, he, he, he wasn't playing at an older Batman. Um it just happened to be Michael Key, but yeah. I guess like I, I, I like again I, I like when they try to do something different. Um, you could argue that I mean they sort of tried to do the same thing with Superman, and everyone's interpreted that as oh he's just so why is he always down? Mm. Why is he always so depressed and down? Yeah. Well he's alone, isn't he? He's like a lonely alien. Yeah. Doesn't know what's going on. <laughs> You'd be a bit fucking depressed if I mean look, ET took it quite well. But he was always going on about going home. At least he had somewhere to go. We won't talk about Superman just yet, but you know, Wonder Woman was great. I think she she built upon the Wonder Woman film, which was good, which was good, which was a good superhero film. Uh, beautiful, beautiful woman, um, and and she really portrays the character well. And I like the fact that they're trying to maybe push her into this leadership role. I quite like that. I thought that the the Flash was a great new addition. He was their sort of like wisecracking sort of. Uh, sidekick sort of character he was great i liked a lot of his one-liners and jason momoa as aquaman was the sort of you know carl drogo brooding um character that we expect of him like he was very cool um i mean cyborg sort of fell by the wayside but but basically these characters did come together and when they interacted with each other i like that more than the action in the film i'll just very quickly go back to your batman point um because i i disagree and I think that I think that actually Christian Bale's Batman did at the end show some real kind of emotional scars, if not physical. You're probably right. 
um, by the end. I think that he he had been he clearly was feeling the weight of the world on his shoulders, and he had dilemmas to think about. He had to weigh up, you know, what was good for him and what's good for Gotham. Whereas yeah. Ben Affleck's Batman, honestly, just he he seems bored. Like it seems like he's really bored with it, and he can't be he cannot be asked. And yeah, he's he's a bit bruised up after fighting Superman, and we see that. But to me, that was all that was a bit contrived. It was like, oh look, he's really struggling. And but I'm not actually getting that. I'm not getting that sense from his character. I'm just seeing it because of the physical scar. And uh, otherwise, he's just he's just sort of running around doing. Uh, I suppose we better do this, hadn't we? I, there wasn't there wasn't the depth to the character that. Mm. I think you guys are seeing um, right. Yeah, so uh, the emotional stuff, I, I agree with. Like, yeah, uh, again, if you follow Bale for two movies prior to that, you can't not say, uh, "Oh, what's wrong with him?" You, you, you know what's wrong with him. Um, but it's sad. <clears throat> it is it, more of the physical thing. It's that that physical deteriorate, deterioration that you see in um, an older, bulkier Ben Affleck. But I quite like the fact that. When you look at Ben Affleck in uh, in this and and also in uh, Dawn of Justice to to a certain extent, um, it's that uh, I feel or my interpretation of him in this film is that he feels a little bit like washed up and and useless. Like you look mm-hmm. at the team, yeah, they make a, a few references to the fact that you know his power is that he's just rich, yeah, um, and he's a little bit older, and Superman just throws him away like he's nothing. Uh, and he's just a mess, man. Yeah. So, like for me, it, it, it almost feels like uh, he doesn't even belong in the team. He needs to bring it together, and and then that's it. That's his job done. He's just he's just a normal human. Whereas the rest of them are like these fucking well heroes. Yeah, and I think that the the as I said, the interactions between them are really strong. Especially, um, you know, you've got um, Batman and Wonder Woman. There's obviously something going on there that they're trying to seed for for future films. Um, you know, the interactions between um, Cyborg and Flash and also um, like Aquaman, just literally with everybody. And I, I think it just brings a bit more personality to the characters. Um, obviously, D- yeah. DC have, have gone, they've had to sort of go full throttle on this assembling of the of the of the Justice League, whereas Marvel and I, we will have to keep making Marvel references throughout just because it's all we have to really base them off of or something similar to this off of. But Marvel obviously went, made a decision very early on that they were going to make individual movies about, you know, Iron Man, Captain America, Thor, um, all of these individual movies, and then bring them all together in the Avengers. And they didn't really have to spend any of the film doing any setup because you already had had an hour and a half with these characters. So Mm. I felt one of the weaknesses of this film was the fact that DC had to spend at least, you know... 45 minutes setting up you know Barry Allen and setting up um you know setting up Aquaman and setting up Cyborg and I just felt that 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 was a hindrance to the film and they could have had a lot more like you know expanding of the universe within the film but without you know if they just set these characters up previously but I think the problem they have is that because they're you know as we'd saying about Rotten Tomatoes and the critical acclaim that these or not acclaim that the films are getting that they had to go all in with this and just get these characters yeah. there. Um, and I think they did enough in this film to warrant another film because the characters are good. 
the characters are good. It's just the action that I have a problem with. So I'm going to throw it over to you, John. Uh, I know you like the film, but do you think that Zack Schneider's sort of action style is plaguing this DC, you know, universe that they're expanding? He is a bit samey, Zack Schneider. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't think that he's... Uh, it's not that he's... Has he displayed that he's capable of doing or rescuing something? I don't know. Um, he's he's had some good films. Um, I, I think critically, he never does that well anyway. No, you're right. Um, and it's and it's one of those where if, if you like what he does, then then you're going to like it. Um, there are elements of uh, and again because I like this movie it doesn't mean I can't criticize it. Um, the beginning, that intro in comparison to the rest of the film is like you can clearly see there's there's like two people have been involved in in the film yeah what was that, that intro beginning, what was that about that, it, so weird like such a but but that but that is a that's just that's schneider opening like you think of the watchman it like it sets the scene um and that intro is is uh, i'd say it's the best intro to any um i mean it's not quite a superhero movie yeah but we'll, we'll uh, we'll stick it in there for the sake of this podcast. Yeah. Um, but uh, I'd say that's the best intro to, to any superhero movie. I love that intro. Um, I have, it, yeah. It's so good. It's brilliant. Um, and if you've not seen that, go and see it. Mm. But um, yeah, like that had no place in this film. I was like, what is going on here? What's this homeless person? What's going on? Mm. Yeah, we know Superman's dead. Get over it. Yeah. Like, it's just so weird. Oh, well, yeah, London's in it now. Yay. Like, I just like, what's going on? Yeah, I, I, I wasn't a fan. Yeah, I wasn't a fan of the intro. I think, I think, yeah, as we said earlier, there obviously is a sort of two people meddling with this film, and you, and I think it's evident. Like, if you if you didn't know that, I'd say that there's some weird things going on at different times. Yeah, but um, definitely. On top of that, I do think that the going back to Zack Schneider's um, CGI heavy combat style, which works for films yeah. like Three Hundred. Because it's you know like three hundred is the best thing I think he's ever done. Uh, well, and Watchmen, but I think the combat that he did in three hundred is excellent. Um, yeah. But that style now is jaded, and um, it was the, my biggest problem with Man of Steel was the was the action heaviness of it. Sixty percent of the film I really liked. Um, yeah. My biggest problem with Batman versus Superman was the combat stuff. It was was you know well other than the fact it was really long and a bit convoluted at times was, you know, the doomsday stuff and that's that insane action sequence at the end. I was like, what is this? And my biggest problem yeah, with this film terrible. is the action again. So I just think they need to make a decision and either get rid of Zack Schneider and just take this in a different direction from a combat perspective. Like, cause I'm just, I'm not interested in that with these films. Like the Marvel films seem to do really well with it. And um, I just don't know. I don't know why they're persisting with Zack Schneider. Cause I don't think he's a good storyteller. And if you like, I don't think he's that good a storyteller, you know, compared to someone like Joss Whedon, for example. Um, so I don't know why they're sticking with him for this. Yeah, I guess uh, one of the problems that the Justice League is always going to have, um, bar Batman, is, I mean, they're all like super strong. Yes, they're all like gods, basically. Yes, other than uh, other than the Flash, but I mean Jesus, he's so fast. It's like, what the hell can you do? Yeah. Whereas at least with like, when you look at the Marvel lot, um, obviously, 
I mean, Hulk and Thor. Yeah. I mean, they're they're monsters. Yeah. Um, but but they take Thor out of that. It's not like Thor's going up against someone that's doing credit card fraud. Yeah. He's fighting other gods. Yeah. Um, now <laughs> with like um with like Iron Man and Captain America, uh, even with like the um with like the Shield lot. Um, yeah, you got Black Widow, Black Widow, and and Hawkeye and, and Nick Fury. There's like this belief that, well, yeah, actually they they could they could be fucking killed. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so it's uh, yeah, I mean that the Justice League definitely suffers from that. Yeah. It's kind of like well, you know, some of the stuff that, I mean, the scene with Superman where he just starts fucking beating them all to bits, and it's just like well, yes. I mean, he's killed him surely. And it's like, well, no, it's uh, well, like when he headbutts fucking uh, Wonder Woman into the into the ground. Yeah. Oh, Jesus, man, what are you doing? Guys, I'm going to throw it over to you here because, as someone who's obviously, like we said, you don't really necessarily care too much about the comic book stuff, but do do you think that that Superman is just too OP, too overpowered for this? I mean, it's the biggest problem, like John just said, that I think the DC films have is that this whole film you know, rests upon getting Superman back. As soon as he's back and he's laying into Steppenwolf, it's fucking game over. Like, the Steppenwolf's, like, just got... You can't even touch him. You're, you're absolutely right. And we, we've had this discussion before with, um, I guess, at a more philosophical level, if you can discuss comics at a philosophical level. Definitely can. But yeah. Superman is, is the worst superhero because he is just... All he is is indestructible. And I guess at the time... When he was created in the old, you know, like action comics, he um, he was he was there as a as a beacon of hope or whatever. But it doesn't make for a great superhero. No. And mm-hmm. Batman, with all of his complexities, is a far better superhero. And like with the Dark Knight trilogy, you see that because he's he's a real person with these real dilemmas and physical limitations as well. And like you know, there, it, it gets to a point where um, I mean, yeah, Batman would be better off fighting, like, film piracy, wouldn't he? Rather than fighting against <laughs> death I that, th- that could literally destroy him. Whereas Superman is just... <laughs> I mean, look, I know, he, I know he died, technically, but look, he's even overcome that now. Um, <laughs> he's just a get-out-of-jail-free card, Superman, and they do what they want, and it totally... But you knew that that was happening. Yeah. And it totally removed any real tension about Steppenwolf, even though he seems to be indestructible and he's destroying a whole army of Amazonians and um, and and the whole Justice League can't handle him. You you just you just know. Well, don't worry about it. We've got. I mean, it's a bit like it's a little bit like if you sent like Cristiano Ronaldo to play for. I don't know, like Knotts County, like that would None be. Knotts like, County. Well, I mean, what what league are they in these days? They won. It, it's a bit, <laughs> it's a bit like that though, isn't it? Yeah. Like somebody who is just totally overpowered for the universe that they're in. Yeah, agreed. Good, good little uh, football reference there, guys. I like that. I think a way that they could really. Um, make superman an interesting character because i think they had the right ideas in man of steel and as i said the action really let that film down 
Um, and to an extent, they had like ideas in Batman versus Superman, but they just didn't execute it properly. But I think um, I think the way to make Bat- uh, Superman interesting is to take him down the Injustice route. So I don't know if you guys have ever played the game Injustice or read the comic book series Injustice, which is I think based on the game. Um, but you know, basically, it's it's this parallel universe where Superman accidentally gets tricked into killing Lois, who is I think pregnant at the time as well, and blowing up Metropolis. And he goes insane and he basically turns evil and becomes a dictator that rules over planet Earth. And you've got Batman leading the sort of revolution against Superman. Now, that is a cool story that they, they even put little bits in in this in these other films. Uh, you know, there's a couple of there's a definitely a scene in Batman versus Superman, which alludes to this injustice universe. And I'm, I'm really hoping that that's where they take it, because that's how you make that's how you make him, you know, a good he could be the villain that these sort of films need. You're, you're right. And like it is the, because he hasn't got any kind of physical limitations. It has to be some kind of mental switch. Doesn't it? I'm, I've, I've literally just checked not to count his squad. They've got Alan Smith, Kevin Nolan, <laughs> Shola, Alan, that is, that's like having the justice league in. And, oh my God. But you put, you add Cristiano Ronaldo into Alan Smith, Kevin Nolan and Shola, Ami Obi. And they're just all going to be passing the ball to Cristiano Ronaldo, aren't they? So talking about how we think Superman could be a good future villain, let's move it on to how I think one of the weaknesses of this film, I'm going to say two weaknesses. One is the fact that Steppenwolf is the villain. Um, Awful. I mean, and I'll come on to the comic book stuff in a minute about how I think they're trying to see Darkseid in. But... um, also, I want to just mention the fact that, and I know I don't want to make these comparisons to Marvel films, but the first Avengers centers around one of the Infinity Stones, which is the Tesseract, the cube, right? Why the fuck a DC doing a film where the main weapon is also cubes? <laughs> it's a very Tetris-based franchise. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I just, I just couldn't, I couldn't get over it. I was like... Wait a minute. Avengers use cubes. Why are they? Why? Are they, why is it a cube always a destruction of Earth? I don't think it really matters. It's like, um, the actual physical thing that does it isn't really the issue. It's just that it's the same bloody thing every time. I know. Like, oh, I'm, I'm, I need to destroy the world so it can start afresh. That's what. The, like, who gives a shit? Honestly, like, I, I miss the days when it's like Bowser causing havoc because he wants to get his end away with Princess Peach. But like, well, hold on. That's, that, that's, that's, mental. that's a, that's a, what do you mean? I'm just saying like somebody with an yeah, actual I, motivation. If a Bowser's never gone, well, I'm going to, that's it. I'm going to rape her now. Like, like Mario <laughs> looks far too fucking happy. If that's the case, like, <laughs> I'm not saying terrible. That. Call the police, man. <laughs> we we all think that he's a terrible villain. Can we just all agree that he's he's a, he's a bad villain? Yeah, I mean, he's got nothing going for him. Like his face is ridiculous. Um, not 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 as bad as fucking Superman's. What's going on there? Little little, uh, little weird face, man. He's uh, he's edited out moustache. That was weird, man. That was in that opening oh, iPhone. Fo- that was in that iPhone footage, right? It was definitely yeah. def- awful. Uh, I'm going to move it on to comic book, uh, comic book stuff, comic book references, and how I think that Steppenwolf's introduction is obviously seeding that of Darkseid. 
So um, in the comics, um, Steppenwolf is actually the uncle to Darkseid, you know. Um, but in the films, he is the, I think he's like the son or something, nephew. He's a nephew. That's what he is in the films. So basically, it's it's building up to this fact that Darkseid is, you know, going to come and try and fuck up Earth. Um, similar to the Mar- once again a comparison to the Marvel films, similar to like Thanos as the big, you know, bad that is, a, a, you know, coming to destroy Earth in the next Marvel film and has been seeded for a long time. Um, you know, I really wanted to see Darkseid in this movie. To be honest with you, um, would have made it stronger uh, for sure. But I know they, you know, I know they've got they, they want to make like a, you know, a trilogy of films here of these Justice League films. So. I can understand why they're holding him back. Um, what did you guys think about not seeing Darkseid in this film? Um, well, I didn't really care, to be honest. Yeah. I, I've got to be honest. Um, only because I... Uh, look, I mean, I'm not a massive comic book fan. And by that, I mean, I very rarely ever read comics. But um, which would probably rank me as not a comic book fan. Yeah. But I would say when it comes to DC... I think their villains are a bit shit, apart from the ones involved in Batman's little universe. Yeah, I mean, they've got, there's 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 good. I mean, this is the thing. We'll come on to the villains a bit later as well because there's an interesting end credit scene we're going to come on to. But there are some really cool DC villains. I personally prefer the DC characters in general to Marvel characters. Um, I don't know. I just I just prefer them. I think they run into trouble when they have they have bad guys that are looking to cause mass destruction on like a global level because because they have Superman who just bails them out. So, but I think what they could be doing, and we'll come to this, I'm sure. But what what could happen is they could go on a smaller scale. Like, let's not worry too much about taking over or destroying the entire world so that we can start afresh. Let's just cause a bit of havoc. Like, let's have some bad guys that aren't sort of demigods that are just with with cool little abilities that can cause a bit of mayhem. And then it's like, all right, that's fine, because we've got, we've got good guys here, the Justice League, who are kind of equally balanced. And it would just, it would take it down a notch. It would take it... It would mean that they're not they're not kind of fabricating this um, these high stakes that mm, yeah. I don't think really need to be there um, yeah. because the high stakes mean nothing <clears throat> anyway. Well, go, talking about that global scale that you, you just talked about there, Gaz, um, obviously we've got a very interesting flashback in the film, which was a scene about, it was kind of Lord of the Rings-esque. It was like, it was the realms of dwarves, elves and men taking on, you know, Sauron and all that sort of shit. Um but we we got we got to see uh, we got to see some Green Lantern action, you know. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. So you, obviously we saw one of the sort of Green Lantern guys die, um, and his ring fly off. So obviously we're going to be. Get- <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. His ring's fallen off. Oh God. <laughs> um, oh no, Mr. Frodo. But did you did you um, are you guys excited to see Green Lantern? Obviously, definitely pretty much going to be coming into this uh, Justice League scenario. I mean, I don't know if you guys saw the old uh, Green Lantern film with Ryan Reynolds. It's pretty shocking. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look that up now. Let's see what that scored. Well, probably very low. 26%. There you go. 1% less 
than Batman versus Superman. That is oh, feels feels about right to be honest with you. That one feels about right. Uh, no, that annoys me. Shall we move on to the end credit scene? The the major end credit scene. I mean, um, let's you know we'll talk about the one about Flash racing Superman, which is ludicrous, absolutely ludicrous. Because if what's the what's the point of the Flash if Superman is faster than him? Exactly. Well, I mean, Superman is, again, isn't it? Yeah, it's super, this is the problem with Superman. Like, this is why you need him to lose an arm or something, and then it's like, all right, now maybe we. <laughs> I don't think that's going to do because, nothing, mate. Well, no, you're probably right. To be fair, the other thing is that I never get with Flash because, like, you know, as you know, Len, especially you've played football with me. I'm I'm a pretty fast runner, right? If the the problem is if I just run down the street, I'm gonna you're gonna run into cars and stuff, or r- run into buildings. If you go in that fast, you're gonna kill yourself. And he has he's he's reckless beyond his means. Well, yeah, we don't really understand how his temporal time thing really works, Gaz. But I, I, I'm sure you do. Obviously, hitting those sorts of speeds, the same as the Flash. <laughs> yeah. So how do you can, I, can I just shout out? So that scene where uh, I mean, I like Henry Henry Cavill, but fucking hell, I mean, some of his acting in this is is dreadful. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, it is dreadful, and I was I kind of watched it and. There were parts when I was watching it, I, I just cringed a bit. Uh, mm. And if I if I had him on WhatsApp, I probably would have dropped him a little message and gone, "Hey, dear mate, you're right," <laughs> because I felt I felt sorry for him at times. Uh, but that scene where he's like, they're all trying to beat him up, and, and he's just kind of standing his ground, and the Flash runs up on him, and he's he, he just slowly turns, oh yeah, and just meets the Flash's eye. I'd love that scene. I actually loved it. Yeah. It's brilliant. Um, yeah, that was good. I mean, Superman, once again, somehow got all the abilities. Um, so what about the fact we got this end credit scene, uh, the final end credit scene, right after everything's finished, where we have, um, obviously, Lex Luthor has escaped the prison um, and he meets with Deathstroke, a uh, very cool, very cool character. Um, and says that they should start their own team and refers to, uh, you know, this could be referring to the Legion of Doom, uh, which was always tackling the super friends. Um, so, I mean, that could be a cool thing to bring into the next load of films, right? Mm. Deathstroke, though. Like, it sounds like a, a dodgy thing that you could get off, like a prostitute, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, why not? Why not, Gaz? That could be his superpower. That could be his superpower. Let's do... Maybe that's what maybe that's what handicaps Superman in the next one. Riddled. Absolutely riddled he is. Just or just one one thing I want to point out about Aquaman yeah. in this podcast. Yeah. The bit where and this might be the low of the film. Now the bit where Superman fucking punches Steppenwolf and <laughs> Aquaman's reaction is alright <laughs> I was like what the hell is this this is terrible yeah. why is he doing that's that that's his catchphrase he's <laughs> <laughs> so bad um, alright my, my pro- I also have a problem with a bit of Aquaman um, storyline um, 
it's not quite as specific as that, I guess. But when he, um, when he he's like obviously in Iceland or whatever. Although that's the weirdest depiction of Iceland I've ever seen. Anyway, it, I I do quite like the character like that they're trying to make Aquaman cool because he's he's undergone a few years of abuse, hasn't he, of being too wholesome and like he talks to fish. Brilliant, well done. But so now they've turned him into this like rock star version, which is good. I like that. I do quite like that. Um, mm-hmm. But anyway, he, he, the exposition for him was he st- jumped into the sea, suddenly went back to Atlantis or wherever the hell he's from, and then had a quick 30-second conversation with a woman who's like, ah, the firstborn son of the queen of the <laughs> desert has returned. And it's like, oh, right, I'm supposed to understand. Like, what is this? It was, that bit was rubbish, wasn't it? Yeah, so this is what I mean, this is what I mean about I feel there's a lot on the cutting room floor here. Like, like, yeah. where is the scene like helping us understand a bit more about Atlantis or something? You know, there's like a scene or two missing there. So, that I think that was a, a big a big problem with the film. If we just talk uh, briefly about Wonder Woman, um, just because I think she was I think she was one of the best parts of the film. Um, if you guys have seen Wonder Woman, uh, which was I thought very good, I don't think it's as good as the like people were saying it is, but I think it's decent. Um, but she's Gal Gadot is a very good Wonder Woman, and they're clearly building her up in this film to be the next leader of the Justice League. What do you guys think about that? Yeah, I mean, she's beautiful, so that, that's that's it. No, um, she's. Uh, I mean, she's only going to be the leader because it's the only film that's not fucking bombed um but also she's a woman and it's like fuck it if they're gonna they're gonna be different to marvel let's uh let's have a strong female character yeah so you know at least, at least women will see it if you know no one else will mm. so uh you know i'm i'm <laughs> you know i <clears throat> i'm skeptical um that it will do that well to be honest but um, she's at a good midway point, I suppose, between Superman levels of um, invincibility and Batman levels of vulnerability. And um, you know, she she actually has to work hard to to be good at what she does. Um, mm. But she she also isn't kind of aging in the same way that um, Bat Affleck is. And um, and so yeah, I don't know. I reckon it makes sense. She's obviously quite a strong personality as well. The other guys are kind of uh, well, Aquaman aside, the other the others are kind of new to their um, superhero lifestyle. Um, and Aquaman's an angry, like whiskey guzzling, sort of Icelandic being, um, whereas she's All actually. Right. <laughs> yeah, with a with a classic catchphrase, whereas she's um, kind of yeah, I don't know. I think she's a clear leader for the group. Makes sense. Yeah, and at the end of the film, we see them uh, establishing the Hall of Justice, um, where they intend to bring a lot more superheroes into the fold. And on that note, I'm going to take us into our game to end uh, this podcast, a little game that I call DC or not DC. That is the question. So guys, the way this game works is this one is going to be turn-based because I know how you two bicker over uh, 
you know, who called out what first. So this is going to be turn-based. And what's going to happen is I'm going to name you a superhero that at some point or in any incarnation of the Justice League has joined the Justice League, okay? And all you've got to say is whether they're real or whether they're something that I have made up. <laughs> this is going to be terrible. Fucking hell. I have no idea about DC. I'll say a character's name, like a, a superhero's name, and then you say DC or not DC. Yeah? John. Animal Man. What are you saying, DC? I'm saying DC. Correct. He is in the Justice League. (laughs) (laughs) That is ridiculous. (laughs) That is mental. Who's Animal Man? (laughs) (laughs) Guys, it's your turn next. Beetle Boy. (laughs) Have you just insulted him or is that the question? (laughs) What's your answer, Gad? Oh, far out. I mean, animal. <laughs> Beetle Boy could be Animal Man's um, <laughs> sidekick. Honestly, it can't be. I'm going to say not DC. Correct, I made him up this morning. Beetle Boy uh, is not real. Uh, only in my mind. Um, that's one all. That's one all after round one. John, Dr. Dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> this is ridiculous. <laughs> oh, there's, there's no way that can be true. That can't be true. I've got to say no. So you're saying not DC? Not DC. Correct. I also made him up. Not <laughs> a dinosaur. Doing really well so far, guys. Everyone correct. Okay, Gareth, your turn. Ambush bug. <laughs> what is that? That's probably real. Ambush bug. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I I honestly right. The sound. <laughs> <laughs> that is so stupid. There is no way. Len is never uh, mystic. He is never going. <clears throat> Ambush bug sounds like it could be a. <laughs> I reckon it's got to be real. You're not making that up. <clears throat> okay, you're saying DC, is that correct? I'm going to say Ambush bug is DC. Correct. He is in the Justice League. Unbelievable. Well, very well, guys, you've got two more each and then we're done. So this is t- tied at two all. Very good. This is actually hilarious. John, Professor Plastic. Says <laughs> 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 so recycle. I'm assuming that uh, Professor Plastic is, um, surely he's an enemy of, of Aquaman. All the... Uh... <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> <laughs> so <clears throat> I, <laughs> I'm going to say 
Yes, DC. I made him up this morning. Professor Plastic. <laughs> that gives Gaz the opportunity to lead. With, uh, okay, Gareth, here's yours to take the lead. Elongated man. <laughs> There's no way that's true. I tell you what, that is ridiculous. However, I've actually heard of Elongated Man. Fuck off. I know for a fact that he's real. I know he's real. And um, I just no, don't he's know... A, he's in Marvel. Whether he's Marvel or DC. Um, but, <laughs> no, but the rule is, it's either DC or Lens made him up, isn't he? So I've yeah, got that is true, yeah. I've 100% heard of him, and um, he's he's ridiculous, I think, but I'm going to say DC. Correct, he is a DC character, elongated man. That's so, I mean, that is awful. Yeah. John, you, you need this to stay in the game, mate. Okay? Here we go. Tomorrow, woman. or not DC? I am going to go DC. Correct, DC. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> oh, that is mental. I'm Googling tomorrow, woman. That <clears throat> is mental. So, Gareth, to win the game, no pressure. Sergeant Squid. Gareth, I need a DC or not DC. And did he earn the name something, or like was he just given that? And it's like, well, you're you're only a pri- you're only a like a you work in a sales office, but we'll call you sergeant. <laughs> Been court-martialed. <laughs> oh. Sergeant Squid. I'm sorry, that's see that is something that they make up. <clears throat> Not DC. Come on. Congratulations, Gareth. You've just won the inaugural <sighs> DC or not DC. That is the question. Well done. Commiserations, John. Boom. I'm glad you guys enjoyed that game. That was DC or not DC. That is the question. Okay, guys. Well, I think we should just wrap it up uh, after that hilarious quiz. Um, just to say, I think that we all, we all, even Gaz didn't really enjoy it. He said it was better than he thought it would be. John really enjoyed it, and I thought it was just okay. So we're, we've got a very even split there, um, and 
basically but we all agree it's not terrible it's not terrible and i think it should definitely be certified fresh on rotten tomatoes and, and a lot of the critical panning that it's getting is a bit harsh um so if anyone you know hasn't seen it yet and is listening to this uh, we spoiled most of the film but um go see it and i hope um you know i hope i hope more people do go see it and give DC the chance with a couple more films because I think they've earned that right to at least have a bit more of a shot at this. We are going to be continuing our Walking Dead coverage next week. Every every week we release on Wednesdays, always covering the most recent episode of The Walking Dead. We are also going to be doing a Star Wars preview podcast in preparation for one of the biggest cinema events um, of our lifetimes when The Last Jedi comes out on December 14th. And then we're going to be covering the film itself as well as a special Christmas episode in the run up to Christmas and the end of the year. Uh, today I've been joined by our very own Dark Knight, John McCann. Animal man. <laughs> and uh, someone that likens himself to the Flash, Gareth Evans. God, can you just call me the Flash, please? Yes. <laughs> no. Oh, be quiet, ambush bug. And, and I've been your host, Len. Thanks for listening, guys. And uh, come check us out and all our other great content. Bye. Right. Ambush bug mental. Did you know that most vitamin D3 supplements come from sheep's wool? I'm Kat, founder of Ritual. We're making traceability the new standard for the supplement industry. When I was pregnant, I couldn't find a multivitamin I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested, and clean label project certified. Oh, and our vitamin D3? It comes from sustainably harvested lichen from England, not sheep. Trace for yourself with 25% off at ritual.com slash podcast.